You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Avatar The Last Airbender, the extended edition. I'm Ez. And I'm Lottie. And for some of you, this will be welcome back. But if you're new here, we are husband and wife that run two fandom podcasts together, Shell Cottage Radio, a Cozy Potter podcast, which is a Harry Potter podcast only. And the extended edition where we bounce from fandom to fandom, but often linger in a galaxy far, far away. And our current obsession is the Avatar The Last Airbender show on Netflix. And today we are here to break down episode six, Masks, and episode seven, The North. For each episode, we'll give you a quick summary of the events and then share our raw first impressions and thoughts. And this time, I will start us off with a quick summary. Episode 6, Masks. In this episode, Aang secretly enters the Fire Nation and reaches Avatar Roku's shrine with the aid of Sage Shayu, allowing him a crucial meeting with Roku. Unlike the stern Kyoshi, Roku displays a lighter demeanor, though the conversation turns serious when discussing Ko, the face-stealing spirit. Roku reveals he never defeated Ko, but instead escaped with a totem that is significant to Ko, sparking the spirit's anger. This totem symbolizes Ko's mother's spirit and the essence of identity, hinting at the complexities of their personal conflicts. Before Aang can act on this knowledge, he gets caught by the bounty hunter June and taken to Zuko. But then Zhao ambushes them, captures Aang, and takes them to the Pohai stronghold. Later that night, a masked swordsman who turns out to be Zuko comes to Aang's rescue. A dramatic chase begins and the two barely manage to escape, leaving Zuko wounded. This episode takes a closer look at why Zuko was kicked out of his home. He got into trouble for speaking up against a harsh military plan and then had to face his dad, Ozai, in a duel. Ozai scars Zuko's face for being kind, which he sees as a sign of weakness. Even though Zuko often clashes with Aang, we see they actually have a lot in common, especially when it comes to dealing with tough situations. When Zuko goes back to his ship, his crew is really supportive because of everything he's gone through for them. Meanwhile, Aang goes on a mission to fix things with the Spirit Co. 
He returns the totem to him, ending Ko's anger and freeing everyone he had taken, including Sokka and Katara. The villagers who were captured by Ko are reunited with their families, wrapping up their adventure in the spirit world. Oh, this is such a masterpiece. And I had to rewatch it again to really capture more of the depth. So I love the title masks, the theme of identity and showing the world your true face versus putting on masks because we feel like we have to hide who we really are. Mm. And uh, this goes through this whole episode with uh, Zuko who we see flashbacks of him. And we talked about it earlier, this happy, smiling kid who's just happy to be there, ready to go. And it's his first meeting he can attend, the war meeting. And his dad mm. lets him attend. And um, there's a little moment between him and Iroh and he's super excited but nervous and then his dad kind of throws him off a little bit by asking him directly what to do and it's his first meeting he has no clue really he just wants to test him Mm -hmm. and zuko doesn't really know what to say because he again he doesn't have a lot of experience but what's striking is when the actual war what do you call them the guy who's in charge of making the decision the general General? Yeah. yeah When he suggests they sacrifice one of their units without any hope of escape, Zuko is like, this is a dumb plan. Yeah. Straight to his face. Mm-hmm. It's and wrong, actually. his father is not going to have it. Yeah, dishonorable. That was very disrespectful. Plus, not only was it disrespectful to speak up against the commander, but it was also a sign of weakness. He's not ready to sacrifice some of their people. Yeah. And he thinks it's wrong. And yeah. uh, he teaches them a lesson. And... This whole thing with the masks and face and identity and how his father permanently changes his identity by putting a mark on his face, a burn mark. Yeah. It's just, I mean, so good. (laughs) It it, it is in the original. It's nothing uh, that's original to, you know, new to the story, but how they did that. Well, it's just fantastic. No, it's how they tell the story. It's how they set it up with masks and identity and then how his identity shifted from the flashbacks to who we see now, Mm -hmm. right? And Aang is often saying, you're hurt, and he realizes that there's a lot of hurt uh, behind that scar and behind um, just Zuko. He says, he he even acknowledges he couldn't always have been this way. Yeah, And Zuko just, you know, of course doesn't tell him the whole story, but um, I love later on the bonding moments between the two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we also meet out Roku, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. He's kind of funny. He is. <laughs> I like what Roku says about the Avatar reincarnations. He says, we share the same spark, but we're our own people. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool because that's Aang's journey, right? Again, identity. Who am I? Mm-hmm. Do I have to be like the other avatars who all say, this is your journey. You have to do this alone yeah. and you have to be strong. And you have to be ruthless. So he doubts himself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, it's like almost like when he put on, um, when he's on Kyoshi Island, he puts on a mask in terms of like he, she becomes him, right? Yeah. And she sort of takes over. True. Later on in the series, we'll see him want that again from yeah. another avatar. And it's like, no, this is not Ooh. who, you know, you can't take them on. They can't be yeah. who you need to be. You, you can't lean on that. You need to be your own person, right. right? You need to be Aang. Yes. And uh, yeah, you know, the other thing about Roku, which was interesting is you think with the Fire Nation that he's going to be very super serious and yeah. stern and all these different things. 
He is comical, lighthearted, yes. easygoing. <laughs> He's the complete opposite uh, from the Fire Lord, and so it's it's funny. He reminds you actually a lot more of Uncle Iroh. Yes, really. he does. True. Yes, true. <laughs> no, so. he's a great character, um, and it's very interesting the history of Roku and the connection to the spirit. That's why Ang came to Roku to ask him for help. What can I do? My friends are captured by the spirit called Ko, and this is what triggers Roku though. There's this hi- this story between Roku and Ko, and he says, I can't really help you. Mm-hmm. But Aang really pleads with him, my friends will be lost without your help. Yeah. So Roku admits that a totem was taken. He took a totem from Ko, and this totem is extremely interesting. Yeah. Uh, Aang leaves Roku, the spirit world, where he talks to Roku, and we see there is a shelf in the room full of old avatars um items that they mm-hmm. gathered yeah belongings yep. belongings and one of them is that totem that was stolen from ko and this totem resembles a great spirit the mother of faces who's an ancient spirit who made all faces and it's because of her that identity came into this world and how brilliant is it that in mm-hmm. this episode called masks where it's all about identity yeah that we uh, get to know the spirit, the mother of faces. Right. And there's a huge story behind this spirit. And do you want me to tell you the mind-blowing Absolutely, here? yeah. Okay, this spirit has a connection with Zuko's mother. Okay. And I'm going to tell you briefly the story of Ursa. So the full story of what happened to Ursa, Zuko's mother, is detailed in the comic book series the Search, which is part of the official Avatar The Last Airbender graphic novel uh, continuation. Okay. And I said I've never read them, but for yeah. in preparation for this episode, and I, I just stumbled upon it on YouTube, there's a wonderful, awesome video that explains yeah. the whole story because we all are left wondering. Uh, and even in the animated show, we see at the end Zuko visiting his father in prison asking her where is my mother? Yeah. There's never a good answer to it. We never find out if you only watch the show. Yeah. So again, I Googled it on YouTube and found this amazing video that explains everything. Um, I'm going to summarize what was said in the video now, but we will link the video down below uh, if you want to watch the full thing. So here's Ursa's story. Zuko's mother Ursa was originally from the Fire Nation village of Hira. She loved theater and lived a quiet life as a stage actress. She was then forced into an arranged marriage between her and Fire Lord Ozai, leaving behind her true love, Ikem, and her old life. Mm. This marriage, set up by Ozai's father, Fire Lord Azulon, aimed to produce powerful heirs because Ursa is the granddaughter of Avatar Roku. Wow. Ursa and Ozai had two kids, Zuko and Azula, but life in the palace was tough for Ursa. She struggled with Ozai's harshness towards her and their kids, though she shared a close bond with them, especially Zuko. When Ozai was commanded by Azulon to kill his own son Zuko as a twisted form of punishment, Ursa intervened, poisoning Azulon to save Zuko, which led to Ozai becoming Fire Lord. This act, however, resulted in her banishment, and Ursa returned to her hometown, Hira, where she had her appearance changed and her memories erased to protect herself from Ozai. And this 
change was done by a powerful spirit called the Mother of Faces. She continued living under the new identity of Noriko and remarried her old fiancé, Ikem, who also got a new identity from the Mother of Faces and was now Norin. And they had a daughter, Ki. Ki? Kai? I don't know. Ki. Uh, years later, after the war was over and Zuko was Fire Lord, he found Ursa with the help of his friends and Azula. They learned her true story from the Mother of Faces, and when the, when the spirit asked Ursa, or Noriko, if she wanted her old memories and appearance back, she agreed. She is reunited with her children, Zuko and Azula, and introduces them to Ki, their half-sister. And this concludes the backstory of Zuko and Azula's mother, Ursa. Kind of, it's wild. So that is Ko's mother, um, who she's the mother of faces. Yes. So, this, so the face stealer. Yeah. Right, Ko. Um, I mean, that's just sort of, it's a crazy connection. It really is. And it's and just a little totem. They yeah. don't mention any of this in the episode. Right. But the totem looks exactly like the comic book figure, the mother of faces, exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. Same thing. Yep. So again, if you want to see pictures and, and some animations with it, I will link the video down below. So go check it out. It's uh, like 10 or 11 minutes long. And it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, again, the great backstory. There's so many backstories in this. And later on, there is this other connection to Zuko's mother. So when Aang gets captured and Zuko, or AKA the blue spirit, uh, freeze Aang. He covers his face with a mask, the mask of the blue spirit. Mm -hmm. And this is not 100% confirmed, but the mask is probably Zuko's mother's mask, or at least symbolizes a strong connection to her because mm -hmm. we learned that she was a theater girl. Right. And um, in the comic, you see her. She has lots of masks, a whole collection of masks. Yeah. And here is something that I read in a Reddit post that it's implied in the comic book, The Search, that Zuko got the original mask from Ursa's belongings. We see that she has an extensive collection of masks from her acting days. And since she had to leave in a hurry, it's possible Zuko found them when he was looking for clues about her disappearance and kept the blue spirit mask as a memento of hers. Uh, the mask itself is actually a mask from the play Love Amongst the Dragons, which was Ursa's favorite play. Mm. It's the mask worn by the dark water spirit who curses the main character of the Dragon Emperor, Norrin. Norrin, okay, interesting. Presumably, since the play was popular in the Fire Nation, it's also known around the world, so the dark water spirit would probably be a common uh, design. That's why there is, I showed this to you earlier in the, animated show there is a short little scene and this is why also after watching this we have to go back and watch the animated show again yeah because there it's apparently full of easter eggs and i have not probably not uncovered all of them yet yeah yeah so there's a mini just a little short scene where it's iroh and zuko sitting on the streets i think of boston say and there's a merchant coming by. Yeah. And there's no zoom on it, nothing. It just rolls by. But some fans have spotted it. The merchant has the blue spirit mask in his collection. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. And it's just one little moment. And you probably most of us miss it because we don't take a closer look at it. But if yeah. you do, you will see it. And it's, yeah. that was pretty cool, pretty mind-blowing. And it's fun to, to go back and find these Easter eggs, right? You can, I mean, you can tell from experience in, in Star Wars, it's always fun to find the Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and <laughs> I mean, there's one you said in this um, episode, right, pertaining mm -hmm. to the blue mask. It's actually in the live action. Did, yeah. Right? Is that right? Yes. 
Yeah, yep. so they buried a, a, the live-action mask. You said, I haven't seen yes. it because you just said it, and I was like, I don't remember that at all. But you said there's a quick little clip yes. where um, we see the cart rolling by. and Right. Maybe he either gets the mask from that cart or he already had it. Who knows? But Yeah. And it's so this connection of the mask to his mother. And again, it doesn't matter if he has it from his mother's collection, but it definitely symbolizes mm-hmm. the connection to his mother and her old life as an yeah. actress. Yeah. And what she loved and who she was. Mm-hmm. So this, knowing all this, gives the last line in this episode of Iroh's voiceover at the end even more depth. When yeah. he says, it's not hard to understand why we would put on a mask. What's hard is knowing that sometimes the mask is who you really are. Yeah. Basically Dang. saying Zuko is really more like his mother, mother's side. Yeah. He's he's always seeking approval of his father. Mm-hmm. But his true identity maybe lies more, mm-hmm. I mean, in himself, but what he... Yeah, more aligned with his mother. Ma- yeah, with his mother's... Yeah, um, yeah for sure. Yeah, so I mean, that's, that's <laughs> really cool. Like, this whole backstory and everything, because you have um, his mother is... Ac- so Zuko's mother is actually a mother of faces. Yeah. She wears many faces in acting. True, right? true. She, she puts on yep. a mask... Uh, in in terms of like you know her her uh, arranged marriage, yeah. she continues to wear that mask and is stern when she, she plays the game. And then mm-hmm. with her children, she raises them the right way. Uh, comes to a point where she needs to deceive, uh, poison, and yeah. save her own children. Yeah. And then goes on the run and goes and finds the mother of faces. Yeah. Right. That's full circle. That's pretty. That's pretty crazy. She is a mother of faces herself. True. So, that's neat. pretty deep. Yep. I like that. Yeah, so, uh, and then when they, I like the escape action, too, when uh, Aang and Zuku escape, and Aang's bending is amazing. I was surprised they actually did the whole... uh, Stilts. 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 Okay, yeah, and then they go forward, and they have to climb that ladder and go to the next one. It was done in the animated show. I didn't know if they were going to do it, but uh, they did a great, great job. I love that action. Looks crazy. And then after their escape, uh, for some reason, I really like the scene between Aang and Zuko, and that they're starting to bond and um, they realize they just are both kind of forced to be who they are right now with all the, we hear Gyatso says something like, we can't worry about anyone else's expectations, right? But here they are. Yeah. The two of them, both with the world's expectations on their shoulders, one to be the Fire Lord's heir and the other one to be the Avatar. And only because of their expectations is it that they are enemies. Yeah. Not because of who they really are. And right. yeah. This it's good. Again, this is why I, I love this so much. Um, great episode when you dig deeper and, and find out all the more. Do you yeah. have any any thoughts, anything you really, really liked about this episode or things that you thought were uh, yeah. could, could be improved? No, th- I mean, so um, I think one of the cooler moments, and it's a small moment. I try to find some some small moment that's not huge, right? Yeah. And so it is the uh, the priest who is there at uh, Roku's temple that helps Aang. Mm -hmm. I thought he was really cool because he notes that, you know, fire is not meant to dominate the other elements. And you, you really see that in Roku and his, Mm -hmm. in his demeanor and how he's pretty carefree and easygoing and he doesn't seem like an imposing dominating figure. No. Yeah. So anyways, it was just kind of cool that, that he, he stood up to his elders and I thought mm-hmm. it's a hard thing to do. And if you notice in this last batch of episodes, that's sort of what they're doing. They're confronting the old ways. They're confronting yeah. 
you know, uh, tradition and stuff and standing up and saying, this is, this is oh, yeah. what's right. 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 Yeah. And, and even in Aang, having to go back to the other avatars and hearing, I mean, they're his elders, if you will, like yep. they're, they're kind of, they've done it before and he's looking to them for advice. Um, and it's so funny because Gyatso is really the only one who I think gives him, they all give him good advice. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But I think he cuts right to the core of yeah. like, Aang, you be yourself. Right. You know, and he really turns it back over to him, mm -hmm. right? And keeps having him reflect and look inward, yep. right? And find the answers inside of who he yeah, is. Yeah, I can't tell you how to be the Avatar. Yeah, but all these other Avatars are telling him how to be the Avatar. Right. And Gyatso is literally the one true master that like can yeah. help him see who he needs to be. And yes. it's just being himself, Yeah. right? I think that's so, it's so crazy because you wouldn't think of him as being more elevated or more knowledgeable or whatever than all of the other avatars. But yet he's a simple, yeah. humble master who uh, cuts through all, uh, cuts through all of it yes. and all the noise. And he just tells him directly uh, what he needs to do. And it's very simple, and yeah. it, but it's, it's the truth. So I thought that was kind of cool. And um, the other thing that I thought was interesting, I just want to note in terms of the whole series, I, th I was thinking about, I don't know. For, for some reason, I'm watching this. And I'm also thinking about Kung Fu Panda, <laughs> which yeah. is crazy. Uh, and I was thinking about what something that Master Uguay said in the Kung Fu Panda series, which is one often meets his destiny on the road that he takes to avoid it. And mm -hmm. I thought yeah. when Aang has a moment at the beginning where he just needs to clear his head, he is just going to fly away on his on his bison. Mm -hmm. And ironically, he's he's sort of not he's he's avoiding but at the same time he just wants to i don't want to think about that right now i just want to get right. away he had no I clue that to, the fire nation was going to invade his no 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 no. but home. but that's the interesting the connection to that quote is that by chance sometimes this is just how things work out that right. in avoiding our our destiny right the road that we take um that road of avoidance mm -hmm. will often lead us to where we're supposed to go yeah so it's sort of like you know even when you think you're avoiding it you're not yeah. Right. And you just and again, it goes back to Gyatso sort of saying, be you. Yes. Just just be you. And it's OK. We make mistakes. Uh, I think some people have regrets in their life and they think back. And and so it's like there's a fork in the road. But whatever way you take is your way. It's right. your path. Right. And it's it's all it's all good. There'll be other paths, other doors, other opportunities in the future and never look back. Just keep yeah. pushing forward. So I just thought that quote kind of fit and connected. And then when we had the Uguay connection last episode, I just thought, you know, yeah. might as well pull him back in here. And in general, I really just like the flashback scenes as well. I really think for Zuko's character, it's huge. Yes. And this bonding between them. And I feel like when he dueled his father, it's, you know, it's the exact opposite. Compassion and kindness. Yeah. They're th those are harder to mm -hmm. find during those times where... Yeah. Um, uh, things things are hot where where tempers are are flaring right? right and for somebody to prevail with a cooler head and to be calm and centered and balanced and and to sort of not take the quick and the easy mm -hmm. path it's the dark side yeah the dark side is the quick and the easy path anger mm -hmm. right uh and so zuko starts off as someone who doesn't seek that he's nope. he's built up ready to take a harder path mm -hmm. and his father wants the quick easy fiery yeah you know, stronger, in his mind, stronger path. And Zuko was already, by his mother, she had already cultivated yeah. all of these really good values in him. Yeah. And he was ready to take the more honorable, mm. even if it's more difficult Yeah, path. especially in that culture. Yeah. And, and you could see that Fire Lord Ozai had a little bit of hope still for his son Zuko. He was trying to teach mm -hmm. him up to be his heir, but he loses all hope, I think, when trying to teach him a lesson by giving him yeah. that scar and he's trying to explain to him why he did that 
he has to purge this weakness from him. Yep. It's crazy. You know, the weakness of compassion. And, but when Zuko tells him sometimes the weak can become strong, he's like, Oh, all the hope is lost with this boy. Yeah. And he sends him away. And, and the, yeah, he says when he's talking about how he basically says, you just need to give people a chance. Yeah. And he's just, no, this is not how we do like, this Mm -hmm. is war. We can't do that. Right. We can't. Yeah. Yeah, We're not going to take a chance. Oh, sorry. You almost forgot the story of the 41st division. Oh yeah. That's the end. Huge. And he's, uh, it, w- by the way, the actor is, I'm watching him right now on my screen. Okay. He's, yeah. he's, um, so Dallas Liu is, is Zuko and yeah. he is, he's crying. He's crying and he's yeah. so upset. Right. And that's when he's being told that he needs to take that division. This is the division that was sentenced to this die. This breaks my heart. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah. He's crying, and you know how much it must hurt to cry. Oh, well, he, sure. Still, they yeah. said, yes, his vision will, be, will come back and it will not be affected, but... Right. All of this, his whole eye is the right pain. now healing and, and, and yeah. hurt, and he's crying. Yeah. It must hurt so bad. Double. Yeah. I mean, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, it's a really powerful moment, and, and Iroh mm-hmm. was there to witness it all yeah. and understands yeah. it and understands that, like, the reason he's banished is because he stood up for <laughs> that those soldiers, That's and so he saved their lives in, in, in an odd way. The 41st is now sent... Uh, into exile yeah. to find the avatar uh an impossible task but at least they were spared they didn't know though they didn't, they didn't know their know. fate that no. they were going to be sacrificed right. with no hope for them right you know zuko doesn't want to put you know any of that guilt or burden on them either no yeah he could have but he yeah. chose not to and yeah, so he could have lashed out on them like you you know because of you guys we're all here basically yeah. like, i tried to step up for you guys and now we we're but in this mess again it's where zuko has honor though he no, knows yeah. he yeah. holds a high bar for himself yeah. and for them and he holds an even higher bar for the fire nation yeah right so again th- he was brought up in this culture and so he's battling with with all those cultural influences right. he's got to overcome he's got to find the good and then overcome the bad and that's what we all do in life yeah. is like we're all raised in a certain culture or environment and we have to seek the good overcome the things find be self-aware of the things that are kind of harming or hurting or maybe we're just blind to some, right. some of the things that have sort of impacted uh how we how we act and behave in the world mm-hmm. right around us great great episode though wonderful just yeah. a j- just a solid episode when they right. when they come back and they honor him as their prince and oh, they bow it's just i just yeah. t- tears i was like are you kidding me right now and he's like what's going on and then Iroh's got to be, you know, he's got to pull a comedy line, which is yeah. just like, oh, they must have missed you, right? They must have missed yeah. you on music night music or whatever. Night, yeah. yeah. And it's Great. so interesting. Thank you, thank you, thank you to the live action show because I totally missed all these details in the animated show. Mm-hmm. I went back and I couldn't believe they were talking about the 40, 41st Division, exactly that division. And sometimes I miss things. I, I admit it. I forget things or, or oh, miss them, uh, like little yeah. details like that. Mm-hmm. And now I finally understand it. This is I mean, the crew yeah. that he saved. Yeah. <sighs> it's just so good. Yeah, it actually lands Man. more. I feel like there's a more, um, with the live action show, 
they take those moments that there's a lot of moments. There's yeah. a ton of moments in the animated series because there's more episodes, there's more mm-hmm. time to do it. And but in this, they had to take and pull those moments that really are central to the characters yeah. and amplify them. And they definitely did that. That's that's where, you know, it's a mar- that's the mark of a great show. Right. Um, and a great, apta- a great adaptation. So, yeah. yeah. OK, right. cool beans. So <laughs> that was um, yeah, that was episode six. And now we're on to episode seven. The North. The King of the North. The King of the North. <laughs> okay, ready? This episode starts with a shocking twist. It looks like Zuko has died, but it turns out to be a trick plotted by Zhao, leading to an explosion on Zuko's boat. Thanks to Iroh's quick thinking, Zuko is actually safe, hiding in plain sight among his own crew, which means we don't see him for the rest of the episode. Meanwhile, Aang, Katara, and Sokka arrive in the Northern Water Tribe's capital, Agna Kella, and meet Chief Arnuk, his daughter, Yue, and the waterbending master, Paku. Each of our main friends has their own challenges to face in this episode. Aang talks to Avatar Kurik, who shares his own sad story about losing his love, Umi, to the scary spirit, Ko, the Face Stealer. This makes Aang think that he should take on the Fire Nation by himself to protect his friends. Sokka finds himself liking Yue, who turns out to be part spirit, and they share a special moment with a kiss. Katara is excited to learn waterbending, but finds out the girls in the tribe are only expected to heal, not fight. She doesn't accept this and ends up dueling Paco to prove her point, earning respect from everyone watching. As the episode ends, the threat of the Fire Nation attack becomes real, with soot falling from the sky. Katara and Sokka decide they're going to stand by Aang and fight, showing they're all in this together. This episode mixes personal stories with the bigger picture of the upcoming battle, highlighting themes of friendship, standing up for what you believe in, and preparing for what's coming next. I think the best part really was for me seeing the Northern Water Tribe. Again, um, I loved how they did the Southern Water Tribe, that small little village, and turn it into something more real, more like bigger. And still, it's not huge. You can tell there's only a few people left there. It used to be a big culture almost like the water northern water tribe yeah and now we see what the southern water tribe could have been mm-hmm. or was mm-hmm. at one point right this right. grand culture um and a beautiful city of ice and yeah. um they have i don't know they have teachers they have healers they have fighters uh they have like a, a, a what do you call them not a king but the, the elder or mm-hmm. the chief the, the chief the leader of them uh, they have a grand hall where they hold their feasts. They yeah. have the kitchens downstairs. And you know what? I love the cute interaction in the kitchen with Yue and Sokka. Yeah. I would want to be her friend. I can't yeah. tell you. I, I don't know. Yue in the animated series. I was not a huge fan okay. of hers. Yeah. She's nice and all. But for some reason, this version of her, I just like her a lot. Yeah. And and I like how she... She connects really well. Yes, she does. And she cares for her people. But she also admits, I sometimes need a break. I just sometimes need to be myself and not put on a mask, right? Yeah, it's all yeah. about this I got this whole theme about having a mask. And yeah. Yeah, she's up there and she's basically like, yeah, I have to get all kind of serious. And she does this yes. little like hand bow <laughs> thing. Like great. Mm, rolls her eyes. Yes, it's great. I, I we love need that. the blessing. All right, here I come. Let's, <laughs> you know, recite the old... Uh, yeah. Yeah, blessing. But yeah, she is cool. I think she she does really connect well with um, Sokka, and she does care about her people. Yeah. And I love that we get that spirit world connection. Yes, too. she is part spirit. It's wow. super cool. I love her spirit form, the fox. We talked about it a couple of episodes ago. And 
also the scene in the kitchen for some reason it reminds me of downton abbey i can't help it but oh yeah you know they're down in the kitchen the elder or you know the i don't know the people that are just just the servants normal servants doing their thing and she's right among with them and i i love that's what i loved about downton abbey that there was with with the family mm-hmm. yes they were above the kitchen staff but yeah. they also sometimes came down and just wanted to know how they're doing yeah and there's and more of a connection was, yes yeah there's not this huge separation they are separate yeah they have different roles they love they both are loving what they do and yeah. it's a there's a hierarchy there uh but she sort of transcends that and she'll go from the the feast sitting at the front table all yeah. the way down to just sort of you know, yeah so hanging out there so i just thought it was great how they did that yeah like it um and then it was pretty cool how ang meets again a new form of the avatar his old form kuruk Mm -hmm. and kuruk is really interesting because i remember saying to you wouldn't it be cool if they changed Mm -hmm. the end a little bit because we've seen epic kiyoshi how she takes over for a second and saves yeah her village yeah yeah kuruk Yue tells us that Kurok is not very well known, or at least like people don't really pay their respects to Kurok anymore mm-hmm. because they feel like he was just never around. He was in the spirit world all the mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. and no one really knew why. But Kurok, yes, he was distant. Yeah, and Kurok tells Ang the full story that he was protecting his people yeah. from from evil spirits that were about to cross over to their world, and he basically spent his life fighting them trying to protect them learned he couldn't really protect everyone he loved especially umi he, she was yeah. taken by ko and he has all these wounds yeah. so i told you oh i was hoping he could redeem himself by taking over for ang instead of ang becoming one with the mo- uh, with the water spirit yeah and becoming this monster he could just channel Kurok and Kurok could come back and show his people like no right. he's been hit there the whole time but unfortunately he can't he no. said he could not um control the avatar state more than Aang can because of his yeah. wounds yeah and, and his spirit had been corrupted spirit, yes. a little bit too yes uh because of this fight this fight had taken a huge toll on him yeah I mean I looked at him and I, I was like lone wolf yes right he is just a lone wolf who was out there and had to fight this fight alone mm-hmm. um and then his his love was stolen from him too yeah. and so he's just completely beat up but he he knew that his calling in his time was a time where he had to save the spirit world right and so his legend and legacy and the respect that he gets it's something he has to kind of yeah he, he doesn't get to enjoy those things or no. he doesn't get the the i guess the um that relationship with the world and the community around him he had to go be alone Yes. And and very distant, but also his fight was just as significant and just as um, meaningful. I right. mean, it was very important that he that he stood against those evil spirits, right? Right in the spirit realm. We find out actually that the avatar and the avatar state pales in comparison yeah. uh, to like the moon spirit right. and these other greater spirits that are like the our, our natural elements and stuff. Yeah. That without them, this things the world falls apart completely out of balance yeah Yeah. and so yeah it sort of puts the avatar second to all of those yeah you could almost argue his fight was bigger than against the fire lord because the fire lord is also only human and can only do so much damage while spirits can Mm -hmm. absolutely shake the world out of balance Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh but what 
this meeting with Avatar Kurok and the other avatars prior, what the, the meetings with Aang teach us, or I feel like they're supposed to teach us, is that they can, each of the avatars, they had their own experiences. And they can only give Aang their, their wisdom from their prior experience. They don't know what Aang's situation is like. Mm-hmm. And they can't, therefore, they can't give advice that's perfectly suited for Aang's pers- personality and, yeah. S- yeah, I don't know, his own belief systems, mm-hmm. his own situation. Again, it's different from, from Kurok's. Kurok might have made the right decision in his position. He did. Maybe Aang would have to do the same thing had he been, like, his war had been invaded by spirits. Yeah. But Aang chooses a different path, and he's the only one who can. He can take certain things from the wisdoms from the others, but he has to find his own way. Right. So here's a quote from mm-hmm. another great master out in, in various fandoms, uh, Gandalf. Oh, who yeah. Who says, all we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. Yeah. So this is Aang's time. Yeah. Right. So he has to, as you're saying, deal with his time. Yeah. Right. Kurik's time is different from Roku's mm-hmm. time, which right. is different from Kiyoshi's time. Yeah. So this is Aang's time. They can advise and give general advices and, ta- mm-hmm. and talk about their time. He has to decide what to do with the time that has been given to him. Yeah. And that's what Gandalf tells everyone in Lord of the Rings. And so it's like it's just yeah. it's cool to see those those themes sort of um, transcend and to, and to go from fandom to fandom. And it, it's, it's what makes an epic story. It's sort yeah. of our, our story of life here and that we have to. We have to decide. We're given this life. We have to live it. You yep. know? We have to be uh, present. So, uh, That's perfect, actually, because that's what Sokka later on tells Katara. So he admits to Yue that he had a painful memory, right? His dad's, dad's disappointment that he wasn't cut out to be a warrior and that he didn't believe in him. Yeah. Um, it's, it's hard to, to admit it, right? Mm-hmm. And Yue tells him, don't make it anything less than it is. Yeah. It is a painful memory you have mm-hmm. to face. But later on, Sokka tries to comfort Katara right before she challenges Paku. And she, uh, he says to her, it doesn't matter what other people think. It doesn't matter if dad didn't think I'd be a great warrior, but I can still be great in some way. Mm-hmm. The point is, I get to decide. Just like you get to decide who you are, not Paku or anyone else. Mm-hmm. It's great. great freaking lines. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I know, this th- this series is is literally littered with good wisdom and yeah. advice, and it had to be. And I think yeah. every episode you can pull out multiple quotes, and and it's really a good story. I think mm-hmm. one of the things we were watching an interview the other night um, with uh, Mark Hamill, mm. who was talking about being uh, Fire Lord Ozai. Oh, mind blowing! I didn't know Mi- that. <laughs> mind blowing that he is actually the Fire Lord in yeah. the animated series. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So I was like, and then when I went listen, I was like, oh my god, that's him. <laughs> uh, but one thing that he said is he didn't think this ep- that this would really get past episode four because he said it was too smart. He said it spoke up to children. Yeah. And it actually empowered them, right? And yeah. it wasn't. It didn't downplay them. It literally was so well. Uh, written and crafted and designed he had great respect for it and he was like the lessons and the stories and the the wisdom being passed in here and through this i think he had the foresight to say yeah it's amazing but like is that what we do and do do we make amazing tv shows like this anymore that are inspiring and he was you know kind of just sort of yeah i think he's very happy that it did obviously take off but he was just like when he first read it, it was like wow it's too good 
It's yeah. too good. It's too, you know, so, um, and it's just, yeah. So I love it. I love that we're bringing out these, these quotes or these moments um, yeah. at, that are, are taking our young characters and helping them prepare for a greater fight and, and looking inward and seeing who they are and yeah. what they need to do in this time. And this episode has, it's, it's full of that. I mean, every yes. character has their, their moments. And yeah. we also, they're also battling the culture right now mm-hmm. in the North. They're, they're battling like Paku. Yeah. Who I uh, jerk. <laughs> I get yep. him out of here. What I who is this guy? By the end, he turns out to be all right. But I mean, what a freaking jerk, dude. Yeah. Just bound to custom. Right. I don't know if you had notes yep. on that or not, but I mean, he was he was something else. Oh, Piece I just work. said, uh, what do you think about the fight between Paco and Katara? Well, I think it's awesome. OK, it's, I think it's an absolute yep. epic fight. And I'm so I think she whooped him. Yeah. And I think, again, she's way younger. Yes. She's way more inexperienced. Only trained by her scrolls and her grand grand, yeah. essentially. Right. I mean, just through the scrolls and she stands toe to toe. She has experience. You know, the one thing that Han wants from Sokka uh, is his experience. True. His right? true so, ex- war experience or, you know, experience with the enemies, not right. just hey we're we're fighting but we're actually not enemies it's not for life we're not fighting for our lives yeah and you look how those are opposite right so han wants the experience from Sokka because he's a man yeah but paku doesn't want the experience from From katara Katara because she's a woman yeah and katara fights that and she fights that culture and it's huge it is good you actually find out when she's confronting one of the other elders who is training her in healing Mm. um and she's like well you know the fact that i'm not able to fight is wrong yeah that's wrong and she doesn't say that it's right. She says like this is this is how things are done. How we've do- this always is how done we've it. Always yeah. done it. She doesn't say she doesn't disagree with her. She just makes a statement that this is how it's done. Yeah. And later on, we find out that secretly they all have really felt like they should have been more yeah. progressive and moved forward, and that yes. they could help during this time. And it's silly to think that they can't. Yeah, so. it's, it's it's really like a yeah trying to break through these old um gender roles and and just really listen to your calling like some. Uh, some of the guys might be called to heal right he might be great at healing but he never finds out because he's just automatically because he's a boy or a man automatically put in the group of fighters right one of the great things i love about the wheel of time series which actually has a lot of connections to avatar as i think about Mm -hmm. the wheel of time and being born again i love oh it's awesome and (laughs) so i but in that you had a lot of male characters who were male channelers and if they were skilled in healing that was elevated and they were males right and so Mm -hmm. they were skilled in that in that uh, craft and then in the green aja they were skilled warriors so we Mm -hmm. elevated them they were warriors right and they had their specialities versus just lumping everyone based upon gender into one role or the other and they had to kind of see beyond that the other thing that's interesting is that katara's mother you know i mean i I was waiting for her to kind of say like you know the women in our tribe had to fight there came a moment where we were like slaughtered and killed and we had to we had to stand up like you can say that the women don't fight but they had to in my tribe they were forced to right yes so and i love how katara like uh goes back and says oh no no i didn't mean to downplay Mm -mm. what you do healing is super important especially in war we need you know you you we saw what she could do with that wound it was pretty deep it was bleeding still and she had some some of her healing water and within minutes it was gone yep that's yep. amazing yeah i mean and, and i like how katara says no that's i didn't mean it like that i think it's super important she just thinks her own skills lie more in combat absolutely so it yep. was very very well put yep. yeah so um yeah the fight between them is 
just looks sick. There's only one little jump maybe that looked a little wonky, but otherwise it was amazing how they how they put that into live action because it mm-hmm. was a pretty epic fight in the original animated show yeah. and they they did a really good job again i i can only imagine how hard it must have been to to bring that to life without yeah. looking really weird the last thing i want to mention about this episode is really the the tension between azula and her father we get just a little little uh glimpses of that where her father just keeps telling her it's not enough she needs more challengers and um tomorrow she will be challenged again and finally she says no mm-hmm. and she shows that she mastered a highly advanced firebending technique, mm-hmm. the conjurer of lightning, right? Conjuring mm-hmm. and, and, and guiding lightning. Yeah. And that shows her dad that she's she's trying to show him she's capable of far more than he thinks. And then she asks him permission to leave the palace and show him what she can do out there. Yeah. Yeah. She feels cooped up. She's she feels dangerous. like she's ready. And her dad needed her to get to that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was pushing her basically mm-hmm. to say, like, enough is enough and yeah. the games are over, dad. And it's time for you yes. to move on. She kept playing the games, waiting for him to kind of say, all right, now you're you're good. And, like, to give her some sort of approval. And, mm-hmm. and he, he was never going to give it to her. Yeah. He was going to put her through that endlessly until she said enough is enough. Right. That's what he was trying to get to. And her friends so. are very smart. They caught on to that. Yeah. They told her, he's playing you. Aren't you seeing yeah. that? Yeah, stand yeah, up so, to him. Yeah, yeah, he's he wants you to stand up to him actually. Yeah. And then when she does, yeah. ends up uh, being good. So pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to kind of mention, I mentioned the uh, Paku fight there and, mm-hmm. and the sort of that uh, you know just uh, going against the norms and going against tradition. Uh, the other thing was just UA. Mm-hmm. UA, you had you had mentioned her in the beginning. I want to mention her as well. And uh, the whole moment with her and Sokka, I think Sokka is hilarious. <laughs> you know, she's talking about the spirit world, and he's yeah. like, "Oh yeah, the spirit world." Yeah, real fun, real fun. <laughs> you know, just like, and I'm like, wow. He, I, mean, I think he's funny. I yeah. actually think he does a really good job, and he yeah. just, his lines are, are really good. But he's just like, uh, I don't know. He goes through the list of things where he almost got, you know, his face tore off by a monster. Sure, UA, fun, a lot of yeah. fun. You go be a fox and dance around with your right. three tails. So, <laughs> and it's so funny because she's right. Her part when she, when she meets Sokka, it just feels like calm and peaceful. Mm-hmm. But yes. when he goes to face his memories and then Ko gets him. Yeah. yeah. That's where it's it well, turns scary. So I feel like she's kind of protected because she's a spirit she is. being. Yes. Yeah. And he's not a spirit being right. and he's there and so therefore he is a target. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's more in the element there. She's, she's yeah. she belongs there yes. actually. So uh yeah, it was cool. But uh, in in general too, I wanted to say that the whole um Northern Kingdom, when you look at the backdrops and the setting and the set or whatever, mm-hmm. just when they're all meeting and preparing their war council and stuff. It is gorgeous. Yes, it is. It's really yeah. beautiful. It's not even just as you approach the city and seeing all of it. Mm-hmm. They then had to go inside and design all these different sets. And I mean, yeah. I, don't, I just feel like Netflix did not spare a single penny on this. Or they, 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 I'm sorry, mm-hmm. that they, what's the right phrase there? I don't even know. But <laughs> they spent a lot of money yeah. on this show is what I'm trying to say. Because it just looks good. All the yeah. costuming, all the sets, everything looks solid. Yes. And I thought... Episode one, I was like, okay, they really got us with some high-definition uh, bending, and we got to see very close-up shots that were really, really solid. Like, the yeah. visual effects were great. And I thought, well, it might dip down. through. No, it never yeah. dips. It's it's still really good all yeah. the way throughout, and I just love it. Just yes. love it. So I can agree, yeah. There we go. All right, friends. Well, hey, that is sort of our breakdown mm-hmm. of um, episode six and episode seven. Uh, we got one more episode, right? So we're going to be back with... Um, season finale. Yeah. So thank you guys for extending your Avatar experience with us. 
We'll see you here in just a few for uh, Season 1 Finale, Episode 8, Legends. If you have thoughts you'd like to share those with us, then send us a message to theflannelwizard at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Extended Edition. And as always, remember... Yep, yep. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.